expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, Exploring Solutions for Life Today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Bring it on home, Dave. Sing it, Dave. Overcome. Don't cry, victim to me. This is the home of the Golden Gnome, Cecil the Golden Gnome. Say hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life today with CADC Level 2, Mr. Dave Fleming. What's up? Uh, the Vidster, the, the Vidmeister, the Vidomatic. Yes. And oh, I better not do that. That might be some kind of weird sign oh, that for might, somebody. That might, that might be a racial thing. Might or a, trigger somebody. Somebody that doesn't have all ten fingers may oh, take my. offense. They may take offense by you owning a four. thinking about that. I, well, I mean, you know, nothing surprises me anymore, right? Right. Gee willikers. All well, right. Well, you know. <laughs> so, Dave, if you're watching on YouTube, and sorry about last week's uh, YouTube presentation, something went wackadoodle with it and well, we weren't happened? able to we weren't able to film it we filmed it but it didn't come out right or something so we just had the graphic up but if you're watching on youtube you see that dave's hair he's got his hair down he usually has it in a ponytail <laughs> it, it just i mean it just is flowing and positive and has kind of that serene look to it and because i can't grow hair i hate you <laughs> <laughs> no it looks awesome that's so great. Letting that, that overcomer's flag, freak flag fly. Yeah, let your freak flag fly. Uh, the topic uh, on this show of uh, Solutions for Life today with Mr. Fleming, uh, accepting loss. Um, yeah, so if there are people listening right now that uh, are going through it, that might not sound like a very welcoming topic because they may not want to accept it right now. Right, because they're in it. I mean, it's really just saying, well, just accept it. Just really, yeah, that doesn't work. That, that mm-hmm. doesn't work. But at some point, it becomes vital that we find ourselves in a position of acceptance, and that's part of the grieving process, right, Dave? Right. Yeah. And if someone's going through that and they're listening, you're in the right place. You are in the right place. Absolutely. Oh, there we go. I think it's time. What time is it? Oh, ah. It's time for Dave and Monty's Icebreaker. Get the broom. Dippity, 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 dippity. Okay, I got a joke for you. Okay. All right. A mom visits her son uh, for dinner. And um, so mom visits her son for dinner who lives with a girl as a roommate. So her son has got a roommate who's a female, right? During his meal, his mother couldn't help but notice how pretty his roommate was. She had long been suspicious of a relationship between the two, and this had only made her more curious. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Over the course of the evening while watching the two interact, she started to wonder if there was more between him and his roommate than just being roommates. (laughs) reading his mom's thought um her her son volunteered i know what you must be thinking but i assure you we are just roommates about a week later his uh, roommate came to him saying ever since your mother came to dinner i've been unable to find that silver platter you don't suppose your mother took it do you 
He said, well, I doubt it, but I'll email her just to be sure. Uh, he sat down and wrote, Dear Mom, after your, after your visit with me, the silver plate uh, that we have has been missing. I'm not saying that you did take the silver platter <laughs> from my house, and I'm not saying that you didn't take it. But the fact remains that it's been missing ever since you were here for dinner. Love, your son. <laughs> Several days later, he received an email from his mother which read, Dear son, I'm not saying that you do sleep with your roommate, and I'm not saying that you don't sleep with her. But the fact remains that if she was sleeping in her own bed, she would have found the silver platter by now under her pillow. <laughs> Love, Mom. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's uh there do you got any jokes? <laughs> I don't know. That may be an old one. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to say it. Oh, okay. Maybe privately. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to offend anybody. Were you Were you at the completion ceremony the other day? I was. Had you ever heard that penguin joke before? Uh, no. I don't think so. Should we tell it? Let's sure. tell. Okay. So a guy, I don't know what the wood paneling on the station wagon had to do with anything, but but uh, so there's a station wagon, one of the old kind, with the wood paneling on the side, right? And it's driving down the freeway. Vista Cruiser. Yeah, Vista Cruiser. <laughs> it's driving down. It's driving down the uh, the highway, and it's got a whole bunch of penguins, um, on the back of the station wagon, and they're just kind of standing there at attention, you know, holding on to the back of the station wagon. And a state trooper sees this, and he pulls the station wagon over, and he says, Sir, uh, do you realize you have a bunch of penguins on the back of your station wagon? Uh, he said, Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, Well, I, I need you to take those to the zoo. And he said, Okay, officer. And, and so the officer lets him go, and he drives off. And a few days later, the same station wagon drives by, same state trooper, and the same penguins, but this time the penguins are wearing dark glasses. And the state trooper pulls over the driver of the station wagon and, sir, I, I thought I told you to take those penguins to the zoo. And the driver replied, I did. And today we're going to the beach. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a dad joke? I think so. I think that must be a dad joke. All right. We'll be back with the topic, accepting loss. No, go away. Hey, everybody. It's the Monty Man. Hey, listen, right here on Take 12 Recovery Radio at Take12Radio.com, the fourth Monday of every month, it's the Rob Kelly Hour with our friend, the addiction doctor, Dr. Rob Kelly. Informational, opinionated, straightforward, and no nonsense. It's the Rob Kelly Hour for a fresh look at recovery, the tools, and all of its positive influences in your life so you can stop dreaming a living and start living the dream. That's the fourth Sunday of every month, right here at Take 12 Recovery Radio at Take12Radio.com. For the Rob Kelly Hour. This is Dr. Al Mooney, author of The Recovery Book, and you are listening to Take12Radio.com. Welcome back. And it is common the third Monday of every month. It is entitled to overcome solutions for life today with our friend Dave Fleming, affectionately known so. as Vid. And uh, he's chosen the topic uh, accepting loss. Any particular reason why you went this route, Dave, for this uh, show? Well, you know, uh, I kind of let... Uh, kind of let God direct things and so sometimes it's uh, just a reading out of uh, one of the devotionals right uh, the, the man within hit you, hit you right 
and for for today and then other times it's just whatever you know mm -hmm. uh, direction the lord wants to take me on that day because sometimes it we have a topic and it just kind of goes in a different direction which is okay sure sure so i mean i didn't uh i, I try not to read things ahead of time um and I just think this topic is is very relevant, especially when we're talking about <clears throat> we got people that are new in recovery and also that are that have been in in recovery for a while. Yeah, right. And sometimes when we have a loss uh, in our lives, uh, that can send us over the over the edge, and we f sometimes forget uh, the things that we need to do. And so I just think this is a good reminder. Uh, of, you know, reaching out for help when you need to, and yeah, some extra tools, you know, and and I think I think it, it shows like this, and there's there's lots of podcasts similar to this now, um, uh, since we we launched forth as really being the what do you call it the breaking the trail to this thing the, the recovery podcast thing uh, 16 years ago um there is just a, a host of them out there and i think i think it's important that n not just meetings but in between meetings that you polish up on some of the tools that you've learned right. so you don't forget so you keep it fresh and i think uh listening to shows like clean and sober radio um, which and, and here's a plug for them. By the way, just go to Facebook and type in Clean and Sober Radio or Clean and Sober uh, Broadcasting dot com, uh, our sister station, and 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 listening to them or any of the ones that are out there to keep mm. to keep you refreshed because the area of accept, acceptance period, right? We talk a lot about acceptance in our twelve step fellowships, uh, but it's not as easy as as much as it is that we talk about it yeah. right and so acceptance is one of the one of the the bullet points in the grieving process right it's like the last one right. true yeah uh and and so but accepting loss um you know i can i can accept a lot of things i can accept that i'm having to pay 500 bucks to get our plumbing fixed out here right and I guess that's a loss of some cash, but I really don't look at it as loss. Things that are lost for me are things that are close to my heart, yep. you know, um, and that usually is things that touch my heartstrings that evolve around people, you know, right. are circumstances that, that affect people in a way that's a lot more serious than the plumbing going. Uh, and it's, it's people, it, it could be even uh retirement. Yes. There's right? lots of people that really go sideways when they retire. There's right? a lot of people that, that don't last long after they retire. No. And I think it's just because they, they uh, don't replace that day-to-day -day routine mm -hmm. with something, something else. Especially guys, because we get a lot of our self-worth from our jobs and our accomplishments, right? Well, yeah, and you have to replace that. You know, I, I've known quite a people, people in my family even, that because they had uh, a social network and, and uh, you know, friends, whether they were, you know, the best influence or not on right. each other. Right, um, But regardless, they had that component in their life. And, and because of that, um, lived in, you know, to be in their 90s. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And because they had something to do every day and they have good friends and, you know, have that interaction where they're, they're doing something, whether it's gardening. You know, my grandfather uh, lived on his own until he was probably 92, I want to say. Mm. Right? Wow. That's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I've known other people that have – you know, they've got to the point where they retired and not soon after uh, they passed or family member, you know, their husband or wife situation where right. one passes and the other one goes uh, not too long after. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. You bet. So you have a reading that comes out of one of your favorite books. Yes. And that is The Man Within. Uh, it's a like a daily devotional for people in recovery, right? 
Yeah, it's it's called uh, man. It's what is it? This Serenity Meditation Series: A Man Within Daily Devotions for Men in Recovery. It, uh, but it, I mean, it, it can apply, can apply to, to anybody. anybody. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some things that are that maybe directed more towards men, but I think I've found that just about everything in there, anybody can can get something out. So of th- it. this one is called Accepting Loss, the same title as our show as our topic today, yeah. and it's a story about three guys. Why don't you Why don't you read it to us? <clears throat> uh, April nineteenth, accepting loss. But I do not want you to be ignorant concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. First Thessalonians four thirteen. Uh, Sam was forty when he first when he first came for help at the addiction recovery unit. Sam had started drinking when he was 25. Before then, he had never touched a drink. Al, who was also in his 40s when he first came to the help for help, started drinking at 30. Bill started drinking when he was 27. What do Sam, Al, and Bill have in common? They all started drinking as adults and then all suffered traumatic, traumatic losses around the time they started drinking. Sam's wife committed suicide. A drunk driver killed Al's wife and daughter, and Bill's father died in a construction accident. Sam, Al, and Bill were unable to handle loss. They also felt responsible for the death of a loved one. The alcohol anesthetized them and punished them as they felt they deserved. To find recovery, these men had to accept their losses process the emotional pain, face their use of, uh, of alcohol to maintain their avoidance and give up their false guilt. Because of Christ, you may see your loved one on the other side. So the key word there that I got was process the emotional pain. They had to accept it, but they had to process it. Well, yeah, that's, you know, the acceptance... I think comes through that, you know, processing that emotional pain. Yeah, the acceptance comes as a result of processing. Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people, whether they're struggling with addiction or not, that um, feel like they are somehow responsible. Like if I was there, you know, right. Or if I was driving, or if you know. I didn't have to work late. That person wouldn't have had to be driving that night. They and didn't it have would to have been me with, instead of them, yeah. or, or maybe it could have, you know, whatever. You can always the whole. What do you think we have. do that though? Because we're desperately trying to find an answer that we can hold on to yep. that explains why, and so we'll throw ourselves under the bus because that's a really easy thing to do. I, I mean, I'm right here. I can, I can do that to me, right? Yeah, we're trying to find that answer. Our brains are in that. Uh, that self-protection mode that trying to to figure out an answer a reason um interesting thing i was watching um a show um and the forgot the darn name of the show sorry but anyway one of the 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 analysts uh had to go out of California because the person that killed her parents was going up for parole oh. at um, St. Quentin. Been served 20 of a 25-year sentence. Oh, so they were going they to were the going parole They were going to make sure that he was able to, you know, that he was going to stay in prison. And through that process, you know, she 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 learned that this guy from the jail, right. his sister was putting flowers on their grave every year and just learning more about this person and re- started remembering things from that night. And she was actually got herself in trouble. And the reason why they were her parents were even out that night was to come get her from the, from oh, the jail. Oh, Okay. <laughs> hmm. So and she not ever processed that before, or even thought about it, and yeah. so 
her brother or stepbrother was like, I can't go up there and say anything. I can't do my victim's impact statement. So he talked her into going up there. Well, she she basically said, you know, uh, I think he needs to be released. He's done his, done his time. time. He's, you know. She said her piece to him in the jail, but it was it was like this, you know, this forgiveness thing all the way around mm-hmm. and processing like, you know, <clears throat> if I would have done something different or if I could have done something different. You know, we always put right. that, you know, and the, even the other yeah. guy that got that ran into them, you know, I should he, he, he goes through the, I shouldn't have been drinking. I shouldn't, you know, da, 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 da. We can yeah. always come up with all these things that we would have, could have, should have done. Right. <clears throat> take responsibility for our own actions if there are any and then try to process that loss right and everyone faces it differently um but i it, it's been my experience that a lot of people that go through that if they don't have a support network mm-hmm. like if they're not a member of a church or or some, you know, some kind of organization or club where they meet, you know, get together with people. It could be AA, NA, whatever. Celebrate recovery. Grief support group. Well, before that, I mean, I'm talking about like oh, before oh, already in place. that, yeah, it yeah. even happens because yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's easier, especially if, you're, if yes. you're in recovery or you're at least in some kind of, if you're in church, it's been my experience that people are going to like reach out. Um they're going to rally around you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are, if you've already been there and, and you're doing that and you're involved in that kind of thing, you don't have to cross that painful bridge of getting plugged into the grief support group. Or yeah. And that's right. only one component of it. Right. A lot of times people don't, don't, you know, you get into this, especially men. It's like, Oh, I don't want to burden anybody. Right. You know, I, I can, I can handle this with mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it shows more strength to ask for help than it does to mm-hmm. not ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we all, we all know just the mental health benefits, the spiritual benefits to having a support system already in place. Uh, and, and you're right. It, it, it is hard when, you know, I, I know people that say, well, I just don't have any friends or I just don't. They're always complaining about, well, they, they don't know where to go for this or they don't know how to get this fixed or right. they don't know. And I'm like, if, if you would surround yourself around some groups of people, whether it's church or 12 step meeting or just coffee with the guys, I mean, right. something you would have these resources in your life that when you do experience loss or even plumbing that needs to be fixed right? right you'll know who to call that that may they may not be able to fix it but they'll have the experience of who to put you in contact with maybe it's a counselor yeah. maybe it's a, a pastor a rabbi or a really healthy 12-step group that um but if you don't have those things in place and there's a lot of people dave right that want to be the lone ranger you know well especially now in these times almost are you know, uh, convinced, I guess this is a better word to use than what I wanted to use, <laughs> that uh, because of the s- things that are going on in the world right now, it's like right. you got to, you know, you can't reach out. You got to stay in your little little, square, little bubble. Yeah. You know, and. And that's causing more damage yes. than any pandemic will ever cause. Sorry, listeners, but. That's just the truth. It's not my opinion. If you look at the numbers of of horrible, horrible situations involving negative mental health responses, what's happening to children, I mean, uh, people in recovery, the amount of people that have gone back out and relapsed or have turned inward on themselves, not being able to get to meetings. Uh, I mean, Zoom meetings are great, and and, right. and and I'm not making excuses for people going back out, but I'm just saying sometimes there's reasons that contribute to things that we could have avoided, you know, mm. and and so yeah, I have you know find a I way. Have, I have pretty strong opinions about this whole thing, but I know you do. So I do think I. that regardless, there's we we can't, especially people in recovery, 
that have gone through the battlefields yeah. and come out on the other side, six, you know, uh, you know, relatively unscathed, and their their wounds are all patched up, and we're. It's like you know what? I can't use that excuse anymore. I don't care what's going on. Yeah, you know, uh, I see people at the park. You know, with their lawn chairs sitting six feet apart, and they're, I the bet if I walked over there, they're having some kind of meeting mm-hmm. because you can't let, you can't let uh, evil take away our, our, our social uh, networks, our social yeah. uh, uh, get togethers, or things like that. Because that's, I mean, we're social creatures and we're social beings and we need to be around other people. Yeah. We're not meant to be solo individuals. You know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of that movie, you know, what, 1984? Right. You ever watched that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you bet. it's pretty crazy. But anyway, um, there, all you have to do is think logically and, yeah. you know, so follow, I, follow follow the the, the the whatever you want to call them. They're not laws. They're not they're, you know they're they're uh, mandates, man, mandates, guidelines, local guidelines. Right. So you can do that and still meet. Right. Just use a little bit of wisdom. You you could do even if even if you are the most paranoid person in the world, even beyond a rational. You can still do that and still meet. Right. Is it uncomfortable? Is it is it a pain? Yeah, sure. But I'll tell you what is really a pain is when you OD and you leave your loved ones behind because you didn't, you know, stick the mask on, stick your chair out there in the park because you were so scared. You you, you got we well, we got to stick together. And the man. the ones that the groups that I've seen they they're doing it outside six feet apart so they don't have to wear masks right and there are people meeting in people's back we got we got an a meeting over in lebanon right that's been meeting in the backyard uh uh, of this wonderful couple over there um for a long time now and they're barbecue they're more fun they ever had they're barbecuing they're doing all sorts of great stuff you get to be more creative yeah yeah but uh it's the biggest thing that i found through my 55 short years on this, on this planet that we, there, there's no excuse, right? Yeah. Um, we need to ask for help. We need to be plugged into some kind of social network so that, and give people permission that if, if I'm, if you don't see me for a week, call me. Yeah, you have permission to call me out, up, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or if you know something's happened to me, don't just be like, uh, yeah, they're just kind of letting, you know, da-da-da, so-and-so be alone because they're processing whatever. Even if even if we were to say, yeah, I just I want to be left alone, that's pretty much a warning sign right there. That's a red flag. Yep. That's a red flag, yep. yep. You know, and, uh, you know, the, the person may lash out you, but you know what, in the long run, uh you're going to mean that much more to that person because regardless, we need, we need support, especially when we're going through those losses. So, so let me, let me uh, switch gears here a little bit and talk about the people that are speaking into the lives of those who have experienced loss. (laughs) Um, Because I want to play this song by Tom Storms. Uh, We have actually two songs this week um, on the show. Um, This one's by Tom Storms. It's called do it with love. Um, what whatever you do, don't minimize the per- person's pain right. by saying, "Well, that's not that big of a loss." I remember when I went through that; it wasn't that big of a deal. Don't that's not helpful, right? You know, you'll get over it. Yeah, you'll get over it, or don't feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Well, that's ludicrous. They right. do feel that way, right? Um, empathy and compassion should be the forerunner to anything that comes out of your mouth. You know, and I'm not saying that you need to be codependent. I'm not saying that you right. need to pat everybody on on the behind. You know, sometimes it's not okay to say it'll be okay, right? Right. But you'll get through this. Yeah, it'll be over eventually. It's like no, you just know, meet them where they're at. Are, right? are the one of my favorite ones? He's in a better place. You you know what? That may be true, and I certainly would believe that about yeah. my wife, for instance, if something happened to her. 
You know, but I already know that. I don't need you telling me that. What I what I need from you is just to be there and and be loving and gracious. Yeah, it's it's always a hard place for people to 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 be because they don't know how to respond. Right. Right. So you only you have difficult. to give per, you have to give people permission. Like, you know, I, I told my wife, I said I'm going to make sure that you got enough money to throw a big concert. <laughs> you know, and 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 invite uh, all our friends and and have fun. It's a celebration, right? Sure. Not, not a, you know, sorry for your loss. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm gonna be in a better place, right? Plus, my spirit lives on, right? Our, our spirit, yeah, right, right, lives on forever. Yeah. Our skin suit is what dies away. We're pilgrims, man. That's right. Was that was that Petra's song, uh, Aliens? Remember that years ago. We are aliens. No. We are not of this world. We are pilgrims. Yes. Well, here's uh, a song by uh, our friend Tom Storms. Um, you can visit his website at tomstormsmusic.com. It's called Do It With Love. Here's Tom. Father, I've got questions for you Like why is the sky so blue? How did the world begin? Where do I fit in? But the biggest question of them all Baffled scholars in their hallowed hall Why am I here? What's the point? Like a bolt, the answer came Crack of lightning in my brain All the wondering disappeared With a simple message, very clear journey's in full swing so tell me everything carry those in need forget yourself and earthly greed comfort the weary down so low pass it on so
Mr. Tom Storms, do it with love. TomStormsMusic.com, a good friend of Take 12 Recovery Radio. Uh, we've been playing his music for uh, quite some time. Good job. He gets better and better every time he comes out with a new song uh, and a recovery recording artist in his own right. Um, and, and so, you know, sometimes, right, Dave, see if you agree with this, Some sometimes the best loving way you can do coming alongside somebody that's experiencing loss is just to pour their coffee. It's just to sit next to them. It's just to pat them on the hand. Maybe words aren't even necessary, right? Um, I remember somebody saying that when they lost their beloved pet uh, that they'd had since the pet was born as a puppy and they'd had for over 17 years this pet, um, that it wasn't all the comments on Facebook that really touched them. It was the the fact of how many people simply responded totally. It, it, it wasn't just the kind, it was all the hearts and all the prayer emojis and all that stuff. People actually just responding in something very simple right. uh, like that. Um, so don't, don't think, well, what do I have to offer them? I don't know what to say. Well, you know, you got a lawnmower? Yeah, mow their lawn. Got a weed whacker? Serve I mean, their, serve sometimes their there's... You got you an know, oven? Just show up and mow their lawn and... Make some brown... No, don't make some brownies. <laughs> make some lasagna. <laughs> See where the addict's head goes? I mean, some yeah. of it is, is just hanging out, you know, and say, hey, you know, I, you know... Yeah. There's a, you know, you know, if the person likes sports or whatever, hey, there's a game on. Uh, love to come, come over and uh, hang out with you and watch the game. Yeah. And you kind of alluded to it. Sometimes people say, no, I just want to be by myself. A lot of times that is exactly what they don't want. Right. You know. Um, it's because that, it's that uh, uh, some people say it out loud, but some don't. It's like I just don't want to bother or burden burden anybody is probably the better word that we often use. It's like I don't want to burden anybody with my problems. And you know what, though? And this is what my mom said to me years ago. She says, "I because we, we she was going to live with us after my dad passed away. And she made that comment. I don't want to be a burden to my family. And I said, Mom, that's what we do. We carry one another's right. burdens. I want you to be a burden to our family. That's, that's part of our job as, as, as mother and son and daughter-in-law is to help carry this burden with you. It's, it's part of life. Well, unfortunately, in our American society, we have gotten away from that. We sure have. And so we need to bring, you know, bring that back. Other cultures yeah. still do that. Yeah. You know, you got three, four generations living in, in one house because that's what they're there for, to, you know, take care of each other. And I think we got to get back to that, you know. Right. Um. So in looking at the story from your devotional, these three gentlemen, the losses they faced, all three of them were what, what many of us would cons- consider extremely traumatic loss, right? Because of the situation that brought it on. You know, one was suicide. I can't even identify. I'm a normie when it comes to that because I, I, I have not had a spouse or a best friend, you know, commit suicide. I've yeah. had, I've known people that have, but not somebody that was close you know, to my heart like that. Right. Um, uh, the other gentleman, you know, was it the wife and the daughter were killed by a drunk driver? Yeah. The wife I mean, and that the is daughter. huge, right? And now he's he's an alcoholic himself. I mean, all the blame and all the stuff that would go around um, experiencing that. And then the other one was a traffic accident as well. Construction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, my wife just walked into the studio. She handed me a note. Um, we need milk. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marcia. <laughs> let's let's see. Let's see if we can get her to. Hey, wave, wave. There she is. If you're on YouTube, that's my lovely wife. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, and so their their experience of of loss is the weight of it is magnified because of the trauma and the, the way that it occurred, right? Yeah. Um, and we don't yeah. know the, all, all the backstories either. Right. 
Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it, it it it's it's tough stuff. So, um, knowing the timing of uh, you know, is is you're not going to know when it's right to say certain things if somebody's experienced loss. So do, don't think you don't have something to contribute though. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you do. It's, uh, it's uh, important that you that find some way to start the, the healing process. Mm-hmm. I, I was m- more devastated and took me longer to get over um when my dog Sakima, when we had to put Sakima down, mm. um, then when many of my friends that I was close to growing up passed away, uh, even ones that I had spent time with, you know, up until the time that they had, you know, passed on this mortal coil. Right. Um, some of them we've been separated a long time just because jobs took us different places. But, um, the the bond that I had with Sakima, yeah, because you're there every day. Yeah, every you know? day was was incredibly strong. I th- I think I try to prepare myself for Nala because she's 15. Mm-hmm. You know, she's having a hard time with arthritis. You know, she's doing better with medication and that. But I don't know, maybe two more years if we're fortunate. 17 years old is about the time for a border collie Australian Shepherd, and um, I, I just. I can't imagine, but I got through Sakima. Yep. You know, I think it's the same thing with people. It's quality of life. Like it they is. could be ill. There's going to be all kinds of illness, but I think with quality of life, that makes it better because, I mean, I I've always had, I've had always had animals, always had pets, dogs, mm-hmm. cats, sheep, horses. And they have personalities just like people, and you you know sure they you can get attached just as much, and they will let you know what's going on. They will they're feeling good or not, and you know, um, it, it's we just gotta be more loving and caring and attuned to um, to not only each other but our also our pets because we get to we get too involved with the day to day rat race right right you got to go to work to do to, to to make the money to pay the bills you know so you can have a the, the food and the shelter uh and the and house it's just this big built. cycle that you know it's like <laughs> when are you gonna when am i gonna have time to like just enjoy you know by the time i uh, i get i have to stop you know i get to that point where i'm retiring and then right. what, am, what am i gonna do so you know because you are going to experience loss. Right. You are going to have to say goodbye to your pet. You are more than likely going to be saying goodbye, or at least see you later, right, to close loved ones right. in, in your life. You will experience loss. It's inevitable. It is going to happen. Well, the, the, other, the other point that I wanted to make is that also because of, of the the relationships we have, you know, and, and, you know, I believe that's the quality of our relationship if we value each other day to day, every day, right? Um, I think that when the, those things happen, they they are less, maybe not less traumatic, but we're able to navigate through them better. Mm. Yeah, because we, because uh, a lot of that I bet is from those three three guys. Is the fact that, you know, it's that, you know, the blaming the self and what it could have, should have. And if I would only, you know, it's like, well, if you live your life to the best of your ability every single day, mm-hmm. then you don't have any of those regrets. And even if you do, they're, they're not, they're going to be short lived. Yeah. There'll be a knee jerk reaction to the emotionalism of the loss. Yeah. But you won't carry them long. Yeah, and you got you gotta you know eventually figure out a way. I, I mean, one of these stories touched me because I had a client one time that similar to uh, the the car accident where the the wife and the daughter died, mm-hmm. uh, and he went into this this tailspin and started right. using drugs and alcohol. And talking with them, he turns out he is carrying around the obituary in his wallet. Wow. It had been probably five years he'd been carrying this around in his wallet. And I asked him, you know, why? And he, you know, it was a, it was a reminder, right? But mm-hmm. it was a negative reminder for mm-hmm. 
he hadn't let go. He hadn't processed the the actual uh, event. He was just kind of stuck dealing, feeling the pain uh, after he got the news. He was stuck there. And so we we talked about it, and I, I had him do a little ritual, you know, write a little letter and stick it, at, you know, either inside of a helium balloon or tie it on a string and right. then let it kind of go up into the to the heaven. And uh, from the location where they got in the, in the accident. And I... Um, I had him shred the the uh, obituary, obituary notice and had him put um, a positive something positive. So it was like a drawing, either a, like a drawing that your kid did, kids mm-hmm. did, or mm-hmm. a picture of a happy time with your wife and kids and birthday or something where right. it was a positive memory. Carry that around in your wallet. And so that he did, and it, you know, he said it. I haven't I never caught up with him later on, or, but um, it helped him to pr- start that process. That he yeah. process. Yeah. Sometimes all we need is a tool like that, right? Uh, you know, an altar, if you will, a bullet point. Uh, you know, a, a little, a gentle nudge. You know, yeah. hey, try this. Hey, burn this on your barbecue. Hey, whatever it is. You know, to be, because we, we may even know to do that, but we need somebody with the compassion to come along and say, let me, let me help you with that. Right. You know, let me help walk through that with you. Um, you know, there's that old saying that pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Yeah. Uh, boy, that That's true. That's true. And sometimes we will get stuck, and then we end up uh, to some degree – and it's kind of morbid when you think about it, but where we actually find a comfort in that and it becomes comfortable, even though it's horrible, because we start to learn how to live in it rather than living well, it's outside of it. I think part of that is this fear. Sure. It's the fear of, you know, getting through that pain and getting over it and then forgetting about that person. Right. It's like that part of our whatever our brain that is like, you know, am if I, I going to betray them? I, yeah, if, yeah. If I go through this and I'm going to, you know, am I going to forget about them? You know, um, I'm not, you know, or I'm never going to get married again. I'm never going to be in a relationship or da, 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 because the, the pain is too great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just so much stuff, you know? So like, what, what about, you know, it, Preparing yourself, uh, even if you're very young, I mean, I hear people all the time, and you see it on social media all the time, I could never live without her. I could never live without him. You're my one and only. I mean, those are all nice words and everything, but if you put every bit of your being into another human being and you have no room for for you at all, and something happened, we see it all the time with... with, uh, with with folks that have been married for years that that do that and then the spouse passes away and then within three years the other spouse passes away out of a broken heart because their whole being has been put into the other person and they've never made room for this themselves and i think right. that's a shame well and that's why we have to have we have to have balance in our lives like every person because i i've had to do this for myself because I right. didn't have any balance in my life before. But <clears throat> basically, what, what I share with people now is you got to have, you know, you got to have your time with your uh, significant other. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to have time for yourself, and you got to have time for uh, the entire family, including the kids. Right? Yeah. And then you got to have time for each individual child on their own right yeah and it sounds like a lot but if you you know you there's you can do it i mean it's not that difficult you you can't find it you gotta make it right right you gotta make the time yeah right and it's it sounds you know it sounds uh, tiring or it sounds impossible but if you think about it what do we get what are we doing every single day you know uh when are not we're not working what are we doing with our time off? You know, when we get home, what are we doing? Are we taking a minute to to process 
ask hey, to ask my wife, how was your day? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or sit down with the kids and, and you know, maybe it's eating dinner first and then, you know, let's sit down and, and help you out with your homework or whatever rather than just be like, I'm, you know, I'm too tired or dad's too tired or mom's too tired. You know, they're, you know, just let them be right. And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's sitting in front of the TV with mm-hmm. a, with a whatever cold one and, you know, or whatever to unwind. Yeah. Right. I've had a stressful day, whatever I found of my, when I put that balance in my life, mm-hmm. my life becomes unstressful. Yeah. Amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. And I have to, you know, and on top of that, for people that are in recovery, right, we also have to <laughs> we have to include uh, meetings and service work. So, if you if you uh, use your you know your your network and your your uh, experience and your, your ingenuity, you can go do service work things that involve your family. So now you're kind of yeah taking care of two things at once. Yeah, you bet. Right, you can go pack. We, we used to we wouldn't pack meals for the. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. So was, giving meals to people that didn't have food. Well, right? it goes around the world. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, we yeah. we had this. Uh, we did this a couple times with people from our church, right? And we all we formed teams, right? And we were all like competing to see who can get the most yeah boxes done, you know, yeah. by the the end of our our shift and everything. But we did it as a family, you know. You know, you get. You get friends or your family around a table and you pack these meals and, you know, it's doing something. Or you can, you know, go uh, volunteer at a soup kitchen or, or, or help the homeless or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not only are you doing something together, but you're teaching your, your kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To, yeah. to be, uh, to give back. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. You know, and so, you know, everybody that I know that, that does that, has a fulfilled fulfilled life. Yeah. You know? And that's doing it's it in not, love, man. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not perfect, but it it's you know, if we we take all the time that we spend doing nonsense stuff. Yeah. You know, we could be doing we can do so much more to help each other and help the world. And the memories that you that you develop, right. it, you know, it's interesting because we were cleaning out the garage uh Mar- Marsha and I were the other day um a a task which uh i just delight in not and we were finding we were finding all this stuff well you know let your wife watch a couple episodes of hoarders don't do that because she'll end up spring cleaning on you and so she's starting to purge you know and i'm like no don't throw that away don't throw that and so finally you get to an age where finally you go yeah, what the heck? Throw that away, right? So I came across this box that had photographs, and a lot of them were too damaged to actually keep, but they weren't da- so damaged that I couldn't tell what they were. Yeah, right. And some of them were of um, recovery events, uh, like we had our whole NA group. Right, there was like thirty of us all went to Promise Keepers up in Tacoma. Mm. You know, when the Tacoma Dome was still there. And everybody's sitting. It was a hot day. Everybody had their recovery T-shirts off, wrapped around their necks, and they're sitting in front of the Serenity Shop up in Portland taking this group picture. And I remember that, and I was like, well, even though this picture is a, is messed up, right, it, it's, it's the memory more than it is the merchandise. And the memory of it just came flooding back. Man, you make memories like that with people. You, when you do lose them in your life, you have that to reflect on again. You know what you got right there, right? What's that? It's a computer. Oh, right. Yeah. You, you could scan those photos and you could you could fix them. Well, yeah. if they're not too bad, but Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, it's when you make these memories, then you're you're preparing yourself for the painful losses. Yeah. And uh, it can be wonderful. Listen, um we're out of time. Any closing thoughts before we play this closing song? I would just have to say, uh, make sure you value each second of every day with mm. with uh, your family and your friends, um, and uh, you know even your coworkers, right? Right, right. Um, and just be present. Yeah. Right. In yeah. the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so I want to play this song for you guys. Uh, back in my Bible college days. 
uh, a professor of mine, Mr. Jim Crane, um, I am sure that I was uh, much more than an annoyance to this poor man. I was, Dave, I was an extremely needy young man back then. Uh, back, ver- back then? <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> um, very emotionally dependent and um, quite a bit of a mess, right? Um, but his music always, it always meant a lot to me and it always touched me. And, and he wrote a song, um, and, and I'm going to play it for you here. It's called If I Could Fly Away Today. And for those of you who, and I know there's quite a few of our listeners recently that have lost loved ones. I've seen your posts. Uh, my prayers are with you. They've lost their pets. They've lost their wives or, and spouses and grandparents, that kind of thing. Um, and I started thinking about the point of view. A lot of it comes from our point of view when we, when we lose somebody. But what about the point of view of the one who's getting ready to move on? Right. And this song kind of comes from that point of view. And if we could maybe slip into or behind their eyes and see how they're looking at it. Right. It might help us through into through the accepting of the loss, the pain of the loss and accepting it in our lives today. So here's our closing song by Mr. Jim Crane. You can find his music on Apple Music. Just type in Jim Crane, C-R-A-I-N. And uh, this song is titled, If I Could Fly Away Today. If I could fly away today on a silver cloud Leave behind all the sorrows That have made me cry I would gladly go away No, I wouldn't choose to stay Just to soon be on the way and fly Fly Life here with you has been so short and sweet Oh, I know that some might say it was incomplete But that betrays their point of view And what's that to me or you? Cause where I'm going you'll be there too It's time to say goodbye Don't even think I'm gonna cry Even though it's time to die I'll fly, fly away Fly away If I could fly away today cloud Leave behind all the sorrows that have made me cry I would gladly go away No, I wouldn't choose to stay Just to soon be on my way and fly Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with Dave Fleming reminding you that because of God's gracious love, you are entitled to overcome. Bye-bye now.
This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.